0: اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الرابع والثلاثون عن ابي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من راى منكم منكرا فليغير بيده فان لم يستطع فبلسانه فان لم يستطع فبقلبه فذلك اضعف الايمان رواه مسلم Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Raheem ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa ba'd we started the explanation of this hadith alhamdulillah in which we said the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said man ra'a minkum munkaran anyone who sees something that is bad, something which is evil And I explained here that seeing actually means the actual seeing, not hearing about it. The munkar that we're talking about is something which you witness with your eyes or you hear with your own ears, not something that has been narrated to you. And we divided munkar into two parts, the type of munkar which is connected to the person who is performing the munkar and the next type of munkar is a munkar which is not connected to the person who is performing the munkar i'll say for example a person is wearing a thobe and the thobe is dragging on the ground this is munkar because the messenger of allah ordered us to lift our thobes and to avoid isbal so, if a person is wearing such a thobe, it means this munkar is connected to the person. It's on the body of the person who is doing the munkar. And I say with such a munkar, you cannot change it with your hands. This is munkar which is difficult to change with your hands. Because to change it with the hands would mean to grab him and get a pair of scissors and cut the thobe. Which I don't think is practical. It's not practical. When the Messenger of Allah was visited by some people who were sent from the Persian Empire, these people came with uh, a grown moustache, a long moustache, and without a beard; they had shaved. So the Messenger of Allah asked them. Who orders you to do that, to shave the beard and leave the moustache? They said this is our, our custom and our leaders order us to do this. The Messenger wasallam, said, as for me, my Lord commands me to keep the beard and to clip <coughs> the moustache. In another hadith narrated by Bukhari, rahimahullah, the messenger sallallahu said, keep your beard. Therefore, according to these two ahadith, if a person were to decide to shave, we would say, obviously, they're disobeying the messenger sallallahu But this is a kind of munkar which is connected to the person. So if I find that someone has shaved their beard. Do you think this is something I can change with my hands? I cannot change this with my hands. So the first stage, which is in Karul Munkar, by changing it with the hands means something which is not connected to the person or is not on the body of the person because what is connected to the person is difficult to change. Isbal cannot be changed with the hands. The shaving of a beard cannot be changed with, with the hands. Or uh, the haircuts, which were uh, forbidden by the Messenger, وسلم, cannot be changed with the hands. So, in this case, when you find this to be the situation, then you move on to the second stage, which is changing it using your mouth. Are we together? So, if you see someone in Isbal, the right thing to do is not to grab them and cut it. The right thing to do is to tell them not to wear such clothes. If you see someone with haircuts that the Messenger وسلم, forbade, and the hadith is authentic, Naha Rasulullah anil Qaza' The Messenger وسلم, forbade us to cut one part of the head and leave the other part. If you see such an action, the obligation is to stop it with your mouth. Now, I want you to give me examples of the types of munkar which you can stop or which you can change with your hands and what is the guideline. You start by giving me the guideline and then you give me examples of munkar which can be changed with the hands and not with the mouth. Who, who can volunteer? Amadou? I think we spoke about it last time. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. No. Yeah, you, you, the examples you gave was one, um, if you, you, you enter a room and you find the music is playing loud. No. So uh, there, are because um, it's not with the person, it's just within the, the premise. Mm. You can reduce the, the volume or turn it off and then speak to the person about it. Yeah, so in other words, this munkar has been changed with the hands, all right? You change the munkar with the hands, and spoke to the person, gave advice to the person. Now, where is the difference between this hadith, the hadith of Manra'a Minkum Munkaran, whoever sees something evil happening, and the hadith of in Nasiha, religion is giving advice to each other. Where are we supposed to apply the principle of changing the Munkar, and where do we apply the principle of advising each other? What is the difference? Where do you need to advise someone? Simply give them advice. And where do you need to change the munkar? Either with your hands, or your speech, or your heart, according to the hadith. What is the difference? In, in some situations, you need to advise someone. The Messenger, sallallahu Wasallam has not said, go and change the munkar. He said, give advice. You give advice to fellow Muslims. You give advice to the leaders. You give advice to to anyone you feel is going against the rules of Allah. But in this hadith, the Messenger of Allah says, if you see something bad happening, change it with your hands, or change it with your mouth, or hate it with your heart. So what is the difference? Where do we need to change it? And where do we simply need to give advice? Um, I'm thinking you 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 advise where the Munkar affects only the individual and not the community. And then you stop it when the Munkar is affecting the community. Well, uh, I don't totally agree with you. Idris, now. Uh, I was thinking it's in the lines of advice when it's good. You advise someone to pray Salah. When it's Munkar, you change it. So, for good, you advise. Munkar, you change it. Okay. Um, good thinking, but not, not really. Oh, well, I thought you were. Anyone else? Ah, um, no. uh, the um, yeah. I thank you. Changing by talking. Something like uh, what you said before, mm-hmm. you have a big truss mm-hmm. it starts, it's touching the ground. Mm-hmm. That you can't change in the hand. Mm-hmm. You can change it by talking. Yeah. yeah, but we've agreed on that 100%. Now, our, our point of disagreement is, when do I need to advise? Because even the talking, the talking we're talking about is changing the munkar. Which means uh, you, you have to be hard on the, on the person. You're trying to change something. But there are certain circumstances where only advice is needed. You've not been asked to change the munkab. You just need to give advice. This, if you look carefully, there are certain things which you see with your eyes or you hear with your ears. Something you witness. Something you witness, change it. Something you did not witness, something that was simply narrated to you by some other people, give advice. Is that clear? If it is something you witness yourself, you've seen it yourself, then change it. If you did not witness it, you only heard it from other people, then all you need to do is call the person and give private advice. For example, you cannot go to someone's house to go and try to change a munkar that was simply narrated to you. You only change a munkar that you have seen with your eyes or heard with your ears. Something you witnessed. If you didn't witness it, you are not required to change it. You are only required to give advice. Are we together? If I hear... That someone, uh, for example, uh, drinks beer. But I've never seen him drink beer. People say he drinks beer. I've never met him drunk. Is this a munkar I need to go and change? It's not a munkar I need to go and change. I cannot go to his house and start saying, where are the bottles of beer? I'm getting rid of them today. Because it's something I didn't see. This is something I was simply told by people. So in this case, I'm not going to try to change the munkar. I will call him and give him private advice, saying people have been saying, you drink beer. I would like to give you advice. If this is something you do, please refrain. Because Allah said, the Messenger of Allah said, that is the first difference. And when you give advice, advice is never given in front of people while munkar can be stopped in front of people are we together when you stop munkar it doesn't have to be in a private place when stopping munkar you can do it in front of people so if for example someone is drinking beer and i've seen the person drinking beer in front of people i don't have to wait until i call him somewhere aside in order to advise him about the beer. That is not necessary. This is munkar which is happening. And I have to stop it even if it's in front of people. If it's something I heard, I cannot talk about it in front of people. If I heard it, I have to take him aside and give him advice. But if he's doing something forbidden in front of people, I have to stop it in front of people. For example, if someone decides to, to start playing music on their phone, here, in the majlis, we're going to stop that munkar in the majlis. We're not going to wait until we call him aside to tell him about the munkar. We'll say, brother, stop playing the music. Because this is munkar that we have to stop. Then if someone needs to give him further advice, that will be given after maybe the mahal somewhere, but that munkar has to be stopped immediately. What about... Our leaders. We have leaders. Someone is a president, he's a minister, he's a king, and he's doing munkar in front of people. Can we stop his munkar in front of people? Yes. Yes. <coughs> yes. <coughs> Rasulullah said the best jihad is to speak the truth in front of the sultan who is unjust. That is jihad, it's jihad. He's a sultan, he's doing something which is not acceptable. He's a sultan and he's drinking beer, for example. We have to stop that munkar, even in front of people. I'll give you an example. The first khalifa to make the uh, uh, bid'ah, or let me say leader of Muslim, to make the, the, the bid'ah of starting with the khutbah before the, the salah in Eid was Marwan. Marwan on Eid started with the khutbah. Then after the khutbah, he prayed the salah. Someone stood up and challenged him in front of people. He said, O oh leader, the sunnah is salah, then khutbah. Not khutbah, then salah. Why? Because this is a munkar that's ongoing. It has to be stopped. We cannot allow him to continue with the munkar in order to go and talk to him outside. Because this man has witnessed the munkar. But if someone told him about the munkar, if someone came to him and said, Marwan uh, started with the khutbah, then ended with the (coughs) salah, Is it right for him to come to Marwan in front of people and say, why did you start with the, with the khutbah and then end with the surah?" It's not right for him. Because in this case, he did not witness the munkar. And the munkar is already finished anyway. So what is he stopping? So what's remaining now is what? Nasiha. And this is a mistake the majority of us make. I see some people trying to stop a munkar, That has already passed, which they did not even witness. Come here in front of people. Come here. I'm told you're the one who broke that thing there. If you do it again, if I catch you, you will see. Say, what are you doing? Say, I'm stopping munkar. No, 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 you're not stopping munkar. Firstly, you were not there. Secondly, the munkar is already done. What is remaining now is advice. And advice is not in front of people. Advice is aside. So that's what the Messenger of Allah means here. So don't uh, mistake this to a hadith. The hadith of nasiha and the hadith of doing something, which is munkah. So we have leaders and they do certain things which obviously we don't witness. We are only told about them. We've heard so much about leaders who, uh, um, uh, leaders of the Muslims, but they go to uh, places like America and they, they drink beer and they have girlfriends and, and so on. Uh, what, what is our role where, when it comes to that? In Karul Munkar? What, what is our role now? Nasiha. Someone was told, why don't you advise Uthman bin Athan? Why don't you go to him and give him advice? He said, I do advise him, but advice is secret. Or maybe things have changed. Each time I advise him, I must come out to the people and say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, today I advise to Uthman. You can advise someone in secrecy. It's between you and, and them. If they follow, alhamdulillah, if they don't follow, Ad dayta ma'alaik. You've done what, what Allah asked you to do after the adhan. <laughs> so I explained that this hadith actually means, you know, shifting from one stage to another, uh, according to the, to the situation you look at what can be stopped with, with the hands. If it can't be stopped with the hands, then you move on to the next stage, which is stopping it with the mouth. If you cannot stop it with the mouth, then you move on to the third stage, which is disliking it in the heart. However, sometimes it does happen that the munkar is the same, but the abilities of people are different um, according to the kudra that Allah has given them. I'll give an example, Uh, may may Allah protect our mosque, but I'll give an example of the times when this mosque has been uh, attacked. When this mosque has been attacked and uh, uh, burnt down. Obviously, people acted (coughs) in accordance with their levels of of iman. Some people tried to stop this munkab by fighting back with their hands. And you saw that. A number of youth who also tried, you know, to fight back and throw stones and so on. This is they tried with their hands to change this munkar. This is their level of iman, alhamdulillah. And there are some who tried only to, to stop it with their mouth. They didn't come near to the action, but they shouted things ah, you move, whatever, things like that. That's their level of of Iman. And there are certain people who did not even come near to their actions. They they were in their houses, but they did like what was happening. They hated it. All right. And that was the lowest of Iman. The highest of Iman was those that tried to stop with their hands. The second was those that just tried with their mouth. The lowest stage of Iman was. Uh, those who didn't like it, but they, they didn't do anything about it. They just sat in their homes, but they were sad that the mosque was, was burning to the, to the ground. So if people came after everything has happened, and you notice that one of them is not sad about what has happened. Instead, he is laughing and, and happy. What what do you think of such a person? No Iman, right? they are Exactly, and munatik, not so. So with munkar, I get back to munkar, any munkar. If you see a person who cannot stop the munkar with his hand, and he can't stop it with his mouth, and then he does not hate the munkar, he is happy that the munkar is happening, then this one is not a mu'min. Because the lowest, lowest level of iman is at least to hate what is happening. Are we together? If you can stop zina with your hands, stop it. If you can stop it with your mouth, stop it. If you can't stop it with your hands, and you can't stop zina with your mouth, at least hate it. But Muslims sit in front of zina and watch zina. Do you think they hate it? It's what we do on TV. We sit in front of the TV and and watch zina. You think these people hate it with their, with their hearts? Because something you hate, you cannot sit and watch. If you can sit and watch and enjoy, then there is no imam. It's something we say, it's beyond you. You can't change it with, with, with your hands because you can't reach those people. You cannot change it with your mouth because they won't listen to you. But at least hate it. How do we hate something? By condemning it and leaving the place where such a thing is happening. That's hating something. So, something you hate, you should not condone. Something you hate, you should not watch. Because this is munkar. How much munkar comes on our TV screens? Maasuya, disobedience that appears on TV. How much of it? A lot of it, right? Can we change that munkar with our hands? Yes. Yes, yes. By switching it off. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Well done. We can change it by switching it off. Or, okay, let's put it this way. Can, Can we change what they're doing? No, we can't. All right? Neither with our hands nor with our mouths. But the best we can do is to hate it and therefore... Switch it off, leave it alone. of iman, and that is the weakest stage of iman. If a person goes beyond this stage, then there is no iman in him. To hate munkar. So this hadith says, you know, we're not we're not the same in terms of power, the kind of power that we command. But those that cannot change munkar in their society at least should hate the munkar. If people are biting someone. They're saying some bad things about a person. Um, how do you change that? Can you change it with your, with your hands? Is this something which is changeable with the, with the hands? They're gossiping. Yeah, they're gossiping. You, you can't change with your hands, sir. Huh? Yeah, because you cannot cover their mouths. Obviously, it's something that can't be changed with the, with the hands. Uh, what's the next stage? With your mouth. Stop. Please stop. If, you know, sometimes you feel, ah, if I say stop, they're going to hate me, or they will say some bad things about me. It's, it's difficult. What's the best you can do? Just stand up and leave. Just just stand up and leave. And I also want to emphasize one very important thing. If stopping Munkan is going to cause trouble, not for yourself. For yourself, it's okay. If it causes trouble for you, don't worry. It's all right. But if it's going to cause trouble, a lot of trouble, to the society, then don't do it. All right? Understand this, Maslah. If changing the munkar is going to cause a lot of trouble to the society, your society, then don't do it. That, That is the agreement of the scholars. If it's going to cause further trouble, a lot of trouble, for other people, not for you, for other people, then don't do it. For example, if I do something, all right? I do something, something bad, which the government is doing. I go there to condemn this this munkar. If that is going to cause the Muslim society to be persecuted because of my actions, then I should not do it. Are we together? They're doing something bad. It's munkar. Allah has forbidden. If I stop them, the trouble is going to come to the Muslim society, the whole Muslim society. They will begin to persecute us, they're going to close our mosques, they're going to do bad things to us. Then it's better for me, because of the mafsada, the bad thing which is going to happen to the Muslims, it's better for me to leave that hunka. Let, let it go. I will hate it. Okay? In my heart, I don't like it. I, I hate it. Which is the lowest level of Iman, but I'm not going to do anything about it because of the mafsada, which is going to get back to the Muslims. But if the persecution is going to come to me, if they're going to imprison me or kill me or whatever, if, if I choose to do it, it's all right. It's okay. Because this is jihad. After all jihad, what is the best jihad? Kalimatul haqq. A true word to a sultan or a leader who is unjust. Are we together? Oh, is there time to start a new hadith? No, there, there, is, there is no time to start a new hadith. The other hadith will start it by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala next week. There's just uh, about two to three minutes remaining. If there's a question or two, we'll take them inshallah. No. My question is uh, concerning those who are there in, in the world today who are claiming to do jihad, then they are like doing things by force. Like, if they see things happening, they come by force without, without starting with Nasiha, which is advice. So, I don't know what you can advise on that. Um, it's a very good question because they, the question is uh, there are some people who um, create you know, confusion in certain countries in the name of uh, establishing Ma'roof and stopping Munkar certain bad things which which are happening they want to stop them in the society but the way they do it is in such a way that it causes a lot of confusion they come for example without being given authority by anyone if they find anyone who's drunk they beat him up for example if if they find anyone who's who's doing anything against the sharia they catch him and beat him Uh, sometimes they could even plant bombs in nightclubs they know this is a nightclub, people come here to dance and, and drink beer, they put a bomb there so that when they start dancing, boom, all of them are gone. and say, good, this is Amru Bil Ma'ruf. This, this is not amr Bil Ma'ruf wa Nahi Anil Munkar, this is anarchy. The responsibility of Amru Bil Ma'ruf wa Nahi Anil Munkar, or stopping something which is evil, there is a certain level which every person can practice, and a certain level which is only for the leaders. You, you, you get my point? For example, if, if some people are committing zina, is it, is it for me to organize a squad with stones to stone them to death? Is that my responsibility? It's the responsibility of the leaders. You get my point? For me, how far can I go? I can only go as far as stopping the zina. That's as far as I can go. You, what are you doing here? Come on, out, out, out. That's, that's all I can do. But I can't kill them. It's not my responsibility. That's the responsibility of the, of the leader. So to answer your question, uh, they've neglected the leadership of, of Islam and decided to take things in their own hands, and that is not right. Everything has to be systematic. It has to be through the leader. The leader may pardon someone. The leader may choose to uh, 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 punish someone, and that's according to the prevailing circumstances in the, in the country. Uh. Oh, sorry. سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك